thank God for mercy. Thank God for grace. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for Jesus Christ, the Savior of all that call upon his name. Thank God for John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And again, thank God for Jesus, who loved the Father, who loved you and I, even unto Golgotha's cross, where he was suspended between heaven and earth between two thieves, the mediator between God and man, the Redeemer who paid the price. 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. This Christ utterly spoiled the devil and destroyed Satan's stranglehold on the lost sons and daughters of Adam who call upon his saving blood. This is the place Jesus Christ so aptly calls born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except that man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? born a very literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God? You must be born of God's Spirit to be called His sons and daughters. Will today be your day? Joel chapter 3, verse 14, Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. You are in the valley of decision. Today all your sin and shame will be washed away. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, no matter how insurmountable they may seem. Today, all things become new. At this moment, the decision is required, for Christ or Antichrist. In just mere moments, everything changes if, with your heart, you follow me in this simple prompt. The Holy Ghost is now present to quicken you. Are you ready? Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the marvelous kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God said, Genesis 4, verse 7, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. God said, Psalms 19.9, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Man said, The Bible is such a divisive book, I can legitimately classify it as hate speech. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 985, that will once again certify the full and perfect inerrancy of God's Holy Bible. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as soul-winning bait. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. It is a cardinal law. This preeminent law is immutable and inescapable, and it applies individually to every man, woman, and child, even physically, spiritually, and eternally. This cardinal law is God's law of sowing and reaping. 
Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God's word is mocked when his words are rejected and replaced with the words of men and of devils, and the consequences are always dire. God said, men said, is a proof text where we prove scholastically and pragmatically that the God of the Bible is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11:6. These proofs are abundantly discovered through the cardinal law of sowing and reaping. The cardinal law is childlike simple, and it works like this. Inherent within every commandment of God is a blessing or a curse. Because the word of God is the inerrant truth, obeying it yields the blessing of doing the right thing. Because the word of God is the inerrant truth, disobeying it yields the curse of doing the wrong thing. Surely, you will, you must reap what you sow. God's word found in the majority text authorized King James Version is the inerrant truth authored by God and penned by his holy men. This beautiful living book is this marvelous gift to the child, like even an owner's manual. And betwixt its covers are the answers to all we need to know. Those who honor the God of the Bible and his perfect words always reap the glorious benefits of what they sow. There is another law, or should I say a subset of the law of sowing and reaping, and it is the law of unintended consequences. Wow! If only I knew it would end up this way. For those clamoring for proof, simply examine the consequences of your deeds. The cardinal law of sowing and reaping and the law of unintended consequences cannot be evaded. The model for man and his interactions with these laws was first demonstrated in the Garden of Eden involving Satan and Grandma Eve. Listen to the conversation recorded in Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Take note. Number one, Satan adds a word and a question mark in verse one, and opens the door for doubt. Number two, Eve entertains Satan's interaction, and reiterates God's commandment in verse two and three. Number three, in verse 4, Satan calls God's word a lie and says, Ye shall not surely die. Number 4. In verse 5, he promises what he cannot deliver. Your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods. And lastly, Eve reasons that the tree is good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to make one eye wise. In an act of unbelief and disobedience, she eats of the fruit. She also gives the fruit to Adam, who also ate the poisoned fruit. 
The curse of sin and death begins immediately. In that day they ate, they died the second death. They died the first death hundreds of years later. That day they were booted out of paradise to struggle, reaping the results of their deeds called the wages of sin, and to eat of their bread from the sweat of their faces. The unintended consequences were and are enormous. For example, all of Adam and Eve's children were spiritually stillborn, sold into sin, and all would die. Additionally, every other sinful perversion would develop and abound all from Eve's initial unbelief. One such early demonstration is Eve's son Cain, who murders his brother Abel, and that's just the beginning. Folks laugh about sowing wild oats, also known as loose living, even reveling in the memory and never considering the enormous price they have paid, not to mention all the collateral damage. No one can escape the cardinal law and its companion. Bad choices breed bad results. Consider the results of wild oats. The loss of the colossal power of the first love where the man and woman enter the marriage union as virgins. The spirit of jealousy and suspicion that exists because of the spirit of past fornications, high levels of divorce, children born out of wedlock and all their subsequent troubles, subsequent troubles as well as the enormous cost burden placed on society. The wild and loose-living parents pass on their lewd spirit to their children. Their sons become whoremongers and their daughters harlots. Infidelity runs rampant, a world full of adulterers and adulteresses. This is an old statistic. Over 110 million Americans have sexually transmitted disease. The CDC currently reports that there are nearly 20 million new infections each year, which comes with a lifetime cost of close to $16 billion. There was a knock at the door. A man in his late 30s opened it. In the doorway stood a young 18-year-old woman he had never met before. She said, Hi, Dad. She didn't ask for anything. She just wanted her father to see her. When God's word is mocked and replaced with the words of men and of devils, everything goes to hell in a hurry. I need to know how these immutable laws work, or I'll be paying the devil's price all my days and for all eternity. No one can escape the cardinal law and its companion, the law of unintended consequences. No one. The price must be paid. God's word states in Romans 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us have participated, and payment must be made. Prior to salvation, man is bound in trespasses and sins and is taken by the devil at his will. Remember, the unintended consequences, all of Adam and Eve's children were sold into sin. Jesus Christ paid the price we couldn't pay and bought us back. He is our Redeemer. 1 Corinthians 6.20, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. At the place Jesus calls born again, we become dead to this world and alive unto Christ. At this place, the cardinal law of sowing and reaping and its companion, the law of unintended consequences, works to our good, even eternally good. I need to know how it works, and it is childlike simple. Inherent within every commandment of God is a blessing or a curse. 
because the word of God is the inerrant truth. Obeying it yields the blessing of doing the right thing. Because the word of God is the inerrant truth, disobeying it yields the curse of doing the wrong thing. Surely you will, you must reap what you sow. Obey the inerrant truth and live now and forever. God said, Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God said, Genesis 4, verse 7, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. God said, Psalms 19, verse 9, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Man said, The Bible is such a divisive book, I can legitimately classify it as hate speech. Now you have the record.